0: Hey y'all, hey! I know it's been a while. How are you guys doing? Alright, well let's get into this new episode. So, as you have probably noticed, we have switched our name from Saved and Sassy to Thorns and Vines, where we serve pearls and not swine. I know, it's a drastic little change, but definitely was in prayer about it and i'm excited please excuse my stuffy nose and my hoarse voice because i don't know what's going on but it's a season of hoarseness (laughs) and um this is just where we're at but i refuse to let the enemy muzzle my mouth we are going forth with this episode so if you're interested stay tuned i'm excited to talk with you let's get to work So for those of you who are new, Thorns and Vines um, is a podcast where we talk about the Christian experience. Honestly, it's about millennials getting real, tearing down the strongholds of religion and really chasing after God. So it's called Thorns and Vines because... Um, Oftentimes, before we get saved, before we come into the true knowledge of God's love and grace for us, we often carry thorns because we go through life and we learn how to protect ourselves and, you know, to get through certain situations so we don't end up broken and hurt. And when we connect to Christ we are now connected to the vine and that way we are transformed by the renewing of our mind We undo the thinking that the world has given us and we start Really developing and striving and growing and cultivating the relationship that we have with god So it says we serve pearls Not swine because this podcast is about giving you great and sound advice from the word of god And it's not to be wasted. So if you don't you don't eat it, you don't have to eat it You know some people eat the fish and spit out the bones, but nonetheless guess what? You're going to get the good news, which is Jesus is alive and well, and he's the reason why we go forth. So, um, first things first, I want to say thank you to all my faithful listeners. Um, of course you guys know I'm going to give a shout out. It is um, Black History Month, so we're probably going to do a little special on that, but I'm definitely going to shout out my favorite podcasters, um, Stoked to be the Stokes, um, with Brian and Ariana, they just welcomed home a baby girl. She is beautiful. So if you think I'm interesting, you definitely need to hit Stokes to be the Stokes because they are an amazing married couple and they are just taking the world by storm. I'm so excited. Miss Ariana is a nurse and Brian is a worship leader. Uh, well, he has another job. I think he's a um, I want to say addiction counselor, but I don't know. I don't know. i be lying sometimes. But, <laughs> well, not lying, but, you know, check them out. Anyways, all that to say, check them out. Um, also, you guys know I love me some Kevin On Stage. He has multiple platforms that you guys should check out because he's definitely litty. But I'm excited to talk about what we're going to talk about today. So, as you guys all know, um, New Year's has passed. You guys have not um, heard from me, but I didn't want to do the whole what's your New Year's resolution thing. I want to talk about what I want to do with my life because it's 2020 and it's a new decade and you get to reinvent yourself. You get to do what you want to do, okay? Also, um, I just celebrated a birthday. Woody woo woo ooh It's my birthday month. February is the best month of the year for me. So let's talk about some things. So I was wondering about what I should call this... Um, episode, I was like, you know, the toxic church girl and things like that, because I really wanted to touch upon the, um, the topic of toxicity in the church. We also talk about, you know, church guys. We also talk about musicians and all these, you know, youth pastors and things like that in a negative light, but I wanted to focus on the women and not so much focusing on, um, you know, how women are candid to one another, but how we uh, move sometimes in relationships when it comes to male and female, but also when we do it, how we move in our friendships with in the sisterly circle, uh, where we excuse men for doing one thing and ostracize women, things like that. But today's podcast is going to be about bruising. So let's start. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when I say bruising, um, I'm talking about like in a spiritual sense. So my pastor preached a message today about um, friendship, right? And the characteristics of a good friendship and things like that. He brought it from... Luke chapter 11 verses 5 through 9. So he's talking about, you know, the difference between having a confidant, a constituent and compadres and things like that. And he was just breaking down the various levels of friendship. So typically when you listen to sermons, um, well, let me talk about me. Um, you try to, you know, identify people in your circle, like who's for me, who's not. But I honestly am in a season of my life where I kind of was just like, God, I need to know what's going on with me. Okay um one of the declarations i made on new years is i'm going to stop being toxic to myself uh, you know I, and of course the word toxic has been a buzzword for all of the past like year and a half and it really is quite annoying but There are some activities that you can do to yourself. There are some things that you endorse, some things that you, um, how you say, walk in covenant with. There are some things that you believe that are actually very detrimental to the life that God has already placed before you. Um, So my goal this year was to really focus on me and things that I'm doing that aren't serving me aka procrastination aka not betting on myself aka being too busy building up other empires and not focusing on what god has given me to do for me i had to stop being toxic to myself so um go back to what i was saying so pastor had um preached a message also he has a oh sidebar he has a station on um I have an Apple, so what is this? Um on Apple Podcast. <laughs> um, and it is called We're the Time Evangelistic Center um sermons. Um, look under Stephen R. Williams. So yes, look him up. Awesome, awesome dynamite pastor. Okay. So, like I said, so he was talking about compadres and constituents and things like that. And I began to focus on whether I was a good friend or not, you know, how was this affecting me? And I sat there and just as he's preaching, um, I began to, you know, feel pressure and I began to feel broken and hurt and like emotions just kept flooding back. And I was confused because I'm like, I've forgiven my friends, you know, um, I'm not the perfect friend at all. Please don't get it twisted, uh, but I am a good friend. I will say that, but, and we all have flaws and mistakes. And, um, I was just sitting there and the more that I'm saying like, God, like really helped me to identify myself at the same time, I'm buffing up and saying, I don't want to be a good friend. I don't want to be a confidant. I don't want to be a a constituent. I don't want to be a compadre. I don't want to do this anymore. I just want to do what you want me to do, God, which is tell strangers about your goodness, get them saved, cast out devils, raise up the dead, do what I'm supposed to do, live a victorious life. And I don't want these friendships that take time to invest in emotions and I have to break down walls to have. And I'm sitting there. Now, mind you, this is all happening in my head and I'm listening to the sermon and I'm looking around like, yo, something is up like I'm losing it. And it just reminded me of the scripture where it says like the flesh, I mean, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You literally sometimes for when it comes to your deliverance and when it comes to you growing in Christ, you have to fight thoughts on a daily basis. Now, like I said, one of my declarations for the year was God, who do I have to be? Who do I have to become to do what you've called me to do? Because the fact of the matter is is that he's already accepted me. I don't have to work to earn his grace. I don't have to work to be qualified. I already am. But there are some things that he needs to refine, okay? So, for example, a diamond, whether it is refined or not, it's still a diamond. You still have worth. But it becomes a better value when it's, you know, cut and shaped and cleaned the way that you want it. Does that make sense? So, um... Pastor, uh, minister Katisha preached a couple of weeks ago and she was talking about how you're already born with value and anything that you do for Christ just adds on to that value. I'm already valuable. So God, what do I have to do to become who you want me to be and whatever it takes, whatever it costs, that's what I want to do because I was tired of praying, you know, God make me better. No, no, no. Show me the things that I need to do for me. What are the things that I need to let go of? What are the areas in my heart that are hardened that I need to have softened up? What are the things that I need to do? So um, when I tell you one thing about this time uh, is God is not playing. He is here in prayers, around. He is, well, I mean, he always hears prayers and moves, but I'm just saying in my life. So I'm like, all right, God, bet. So I'm listening to the sermon. And again, I just feel this pressure. And I'm feeling uncomfortable and I'm getting angry. And at the same time, I'm saying, God, deliver me because I know that this is a problem. And it reminded me of bruises. You can walk around with a bruise and not know that you have it until the pressure is applied. And you're like, ow, that kind of hurts. What the heck happened here? I know because I sleep crazy and I'd be banging myself up or I move too quick or, you know, I'm doing something and then I won't realize until like I'm, you know, you might touch your arm and you're like, oh, is that a bruise? How the heck did I get that? Or I'm lotioning my my legs when it's time to go to work. And I'm just like, why is there a bruise on my leg? Like, what the heck did I hit last night? It doesn't affect me until the pressure is there. And I want to ask you. In this season of your life because it's early in the new it's early into 2020 which means that you still should be striving for your goals you still have that fresh momentum and if you don't i pray that the spirit of god falls upon you and you're stirred up and we cast down procrastination and that you go forth with all the tenacity that god can give you to do what you have to do but what are the areas that you don't touch what are the areas in your life that are bruised, that you think that you're well in, that you're walking in, healing in, but it's only because it's not affected, it's not touched. What are those areas? And as believers, we need to be very, very, very keen on those areas that we don't bother with, especially when it comes to healing. So I was talking to my mom because I was really like in a place because I'm at the altar and I'm praying, and I'm like, God, you know, I know that you want me to break down these walls. I know that you want me to go further. I know because I heard the words that you've spoken over my life. I know the prophecy that's been spoken over my life. I know that you called me to do X, Y, and Z. I know that I'm going to be a confidant for many nations. But God, how can I be a confidant for people years from now if I can't even have the desire to be a confidant now? How do you want me to break down these walls when you you know, you wasn't there to help me not build them up the first time. Like where was you (laughs) when these people was breaking my heart? Where was you when the betrayal was going on? Where was you when I had to build these walls to defend myself because I felt like I wasn't being vindicated? Where were you in all of that? And now you're sending a word to tell me that I need to break down these walls and I need to really be a better friend and all these things. Because in reality, we all need to be a better friend in a reality. You can always find areas in which you need to improve. Whether you are the best friend or you get a 90% in your score of friendship, that 10% means that you hurt somebody somewhere and that you can always hone in. You never reach perfection because we're always evolving and growing. Always. And that's cool, God. And I get that. But where was you? And now I'm trying to stretch out. And now I'm trying to do all that I can do and now I'm submitting and you're telling me that the very things that I've built to protect myself are the very things that you need to tear down are you God is you real God is you crazy what you mean what you mean and I'm at this altar and I hear my spiritual father praying over me and I hear his words you got to You know, you got to heal. You got to let these walls come down. You know, I'm covering you. You know, I hear the words. And yet at the same time that I'm saying, God, in my mind and in my heart, God, deliver me from this place because I want to go forth. Is the same way that I'm saying, God, no, it hurts too bad. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you've just been like, I'll never be this hurt again. My mom or my grandmother, I should say, you fool me once, shame on me. I mean, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me three times. We just got to fight. And I've always been that type of girl. Fool me once, shame on you. But if I allow you to keep doing it and doing it, that's on me. You'll never be able to hurt me the same way that you did the first time. Never. Never. And that's always been a mentality that I had carried through my childhood with hurt. Big girls don't cry, they get even mentalities that I carried on. But guess what? Those mentalities don't work in the kingdom of God. I mean, you can bring them, but you won't be fruitful. And I've just been determined in my life that I don't just want a good life. I want the perfect will of God in my life. And I had to get to a point where I went back to my seat because I was like, God, no, I need a breakthrough. That I just had to submit and say, no matter what it looks like and what it feels like, my yes is still yes. So just like Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane and he said, nevertheless, let your will be done. I sat in my chair and I said, God, it sucks. I hate it. I hate being betrayed. I hate giving my heart. I hate, you know, I, I just, I can't stand. I know hate is a strong word, but it hurts. It hurts to love people more than you feel like they love you, but it hurts to love people When you feel like they're not worthy of your loyalty, of your love, and your confidence. Because they don't see what you do behind the scenes. You know what I mean? And sometimes it gets tough like that. When you know that you go to bat for people and they still do you dirty. Or you know that you need to separate from them. But out of love, this could be you too. Because people, you choose your friends now. Don't get it twitted. You choose your friends. When you choose to say in covenant... Because of loyalty and time spent. And God has already told you that season has left you. Bruh. You still hanging on. But nonetheless. Hurt is hurt. Hurt is hurt. And I began to tell my friend. um, As I was in the service. Like this word is just hitting. And it's hitting right. But it's hitting wrong at the same time. Because I'm being convicted. And at the same time. I feel those areas of my life being challenged. Because it's easy to be selfish and to think about the how it affects you, but then God had to make me had to remind me of how many times I betrayed Him as a friend. Israel sang a song back in the day. Who am I? Uh, what is it called? I am a friend of God. And the word lyrics go: Who am I that you are mindful of me? That you hear me when I call? Is it true that you are thinking of me? How you love me? It's amazing. I am a friend of God, I am a friend of God. And I just had to really sit there and think about my journey. Because I've been saved since I was 13. I just turned 29. That's a good 16 years. How long in the 16 years have I went back and forth on God? Had I made vows to him that I didn't commit to? That sounded good in the beginning and then I drifted off. How many times has God delivered me out of the same things over and over? And I keep saying, God, if you get me out of this, I won't go back. I promise. How many vows have I broken intentionally and unintentionally? And yet he still accepts me. But one friend spread a rumor or one friend don't defend your honor or one friend, you know, do something. I mean, don't get it twisted. Some people do some trifling stuff, but how trifling was you to Jesus? And we put that, well, he was God and he was man. And yet on this earth, he was man. So he went through the same emotions we did. He knew, oh boy, was going to uh, (laughs) go. He knew that Peter was going to deny him. And he said, yeah, I prayed for you. Have you prayed for those friends that betrayed you? How do you handle betrayal? How do you handle your friendships? Do you go to God when they confide in you or do you confide in somebody else because you can't take the burden? How many times have you stopped a friend and said, honestly, I can't handle this right now. Are you a good friend to God? Are you a good friend to them? And are you a good friend to you? Are you a good friend to you? Not just in the aspect of, you know, because we're talking about friendships, but like in anything, in every aspect of your life, are you a good friend to you? If you know that working out, not because you want a shapely body, but because it's good for your health or better for your health, I should say, is something that you wanted to do and then you just give up, are you a good friend to you? How many vows to yourself have you broken? How many times have you told yourself, I'm not going to call him. I'm not going to do her. I'm not going to call her. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to, you know, open these doors that I know that you deliver me from. Or, you know, I'm not going to do it. And you find yourself doing it. You're requiring a discipline from others that you don't even have to yourself or to the Lord that you say that you serve. How dare you? So, y'all. My toxic thing, like toxic one-on-one thing that I was going to get rid of is not being a good friend. Not being a good friend to my friends. Not being a good friend to God. and Well, to myself. And most importantly, not being a good friend to God. So I'm asking you, what other areas in your life are you going through saying that you're healed? And that you haven't really addressed the trauma that's attached to it. A lot of times when we talk about deliverance, people often forget the second part that most people most deliverance uh, people should say, which is you need to go to therapy. You need to go to therapy to unlearn the things that or the conditions of your mind that ha- were that allowed these mindsets and strongholds to take root. So just like you heal from friendships, you need to address the trauma. That comes with that friendship, whether it was good or bad, you have to address it. And a lot of times we don't allow people to process. We just pray. We, you know, sp- spit it out, you know, breathe it out, all that good stuff. But you never address the trauma. Now you have to work on this thing. Now you have to put up boundaries and get comfortable with them. Now you might have to confront X, Y, and Z about these things. Now you might have to pray about these. You know what I mean? Like you have to be intentional about your healing because if you don't, what you'll do is you'll walk away thinking that you're healed. Just like I was walking around thinking that, you know, I was cool until it was time to put some lotion on my legs and I touched the bruise and I flinched. I don't want to minister out of brokenness. I don't want to contaminate future friendships that are going to propel me into the next level of my life because I'm holding on to the trauma of a friend that I said I forgave. I'm not going to allow trauma, not unforgiveness, but trauma to steal my destiny. No, who the Son of Man sets free is free indeed. I am going to walk in liberty. And I'm going to walk in love. And I'm going to walk in joy. Because I choose to. I choose to. And I'm going to be careful. You can't call everybody your friend. And I know it's and it sounds crazy coming from me, honey. Because everybody's my friend. At least I'll say that. Oh, that's my friend from so-and-so. But no, that's not your friend. Or maybe it is your friend, but that's not your confidant. That's not your compadre. That's your constituent. You have to learn the levels in which you place people. And you have to know the extent of how far you can take them. But for those of you who have had good friendships, because I don't, I don't get it twisted. I have very good friends. I have excellent friends. And we all have various different levels. And at one point, I found myself trying to be everything for everybody. And then I just realized I can't. Child, I'm only one person. I cannot do it. And being comfortable with taking a back seat. That you don't have to be everybody's confidant. And that it's good to apologize. It's good to apologize. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm a good friend. Yes, you know, I will do anything I can. But I can be everything to everybody. So if I failed, I apologize from the depths of my soul because I never want to intentionally hurt somebody. You have to be comfortable with confronting your friends if you're hurt. You got to be comfortable with it. And recognizing again, like I said, who was who in your relationship, in your friendships, who is who. But being a better friend to yourself, being a better friend to God, and really healing and moving forward. And that's what I promised myself that I was going to do. So toxic trait number one that's crossed off the list is being a better, not being a better friend to myself and to others because I'm going places and I cannot allow the trauma of a friendship to affect the the quality of my next one, if that makes any sense. It's kind of like being in a relationship. You can't bring your baggage from your old, your relationship to your new relationship because if that person's a good person, they are going to be tired and they're going to be like, nah, you're not going to be abusing me for the stuff that you used to do. That's it. Get out. <laughs> and again, with the forgiveness piece, as long as you, you know you've forgiven others, you got to forgive yourself. But you also have to allow those walls to crumble because somebody, you always need somebody. And you walking around holding on to all these secrets will only cause you stress and worry. And the enemy will begin to play with your mind because you feel like you're alone. And while you're surrounded by people, and you feel like you can't trust anybody. But that's really a trick of the enemy. God will send somebody. And there, And again, you don't have to tell everybody everything. Some things you just go to God with. I 120%, 120% believe in that. I don't think that you should lie to your friends. I think omission is lying. I think that you need to be honest. But I also believe that not everybody needs to know everything. So applying the pressure and finding out... Where those trigger points are, so that you can be whole and healed, and that you can get the help that you need to move forward, so I'm gonna go into prayer, Father God, I thank you for every and each and every person that is on this podcast. I ask you to, oh God, continue to stir in their hearts, oh God. I ask you, oh God, to help them to recognize the areas and where friendship, oh God, has traumatized them, has hurt them, oh God, where they're looking for true and genuine friends. I ask you to give them discernment, that they will find, oh God, those who are their friends, their confidants, God, their constituents and their compadres, God. I ask you, oh God, for them to know who they can confide in and trust in and give their dreams to and who they should not, oh God. I ask you to heal them from any brokenness. I ask you to help them to walk in forgiveness, God. I ask you to help them to be be better friends, not just to other people. But God, to be better friends to themselves. God, to say something, oh God, and that they will complete it, oh God, to make a vow, oh God, and that they will be true to it until the very end. Help us to be better friends, not just to one another, not just to ourselves, but God, most importantly, to you. To remember the vows that we make to you, to be committed to them, oh God, even if it's easy. Even when it seems easy, God, and it's actually hard to let our yes be yes, God, to know that no matter what, God, just as Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane to say, nonetheless, God, let your will be done because we don't want to live mediocre lives. We don't want just good lives, but God, we want your perfect vision for our life. So God, even when it hurts, even when it sucks, (laughs) our yes is still yes. And we're trusting in you that every word that you said is true and that is going to come to pass and that all things work together for the good. And we thank you and we trust you in Jesus name. Amen. And amen. Alright guys, thank you so much for listening to Thorns and Vines. I hope that you guys gained some clarity. I am so excited to meet you guys next week. We will have some guest people on. Remember that this month's theme, the series is the Toxic Church Girl. So we'll be talking about things that happen in the church culture that we often take with us into our everyday life. Because remember the experience of God should not just happen in church, but it really should transcend to every area of your life. And if you see some things in your life or some areas where God is not touched, you must really ask yourself have you laid them down at his feet? Is he lord over that situation? But I am so, 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 so excited for you guys to join us. Um, I'm so thankful. Um, and let's just get ready to do this work. Let's just ready to recognize these things so that we can defeat the enemy because we don't want to be the toxic person, especially if we're being toxic to ourselves. So huh, I want to say put yourself first, but I'm going to say put God first, Put your, then put yourself second. And let's get to work. Love you guys. Bye.